Welcome to episode 137 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Welcome along to episode 137 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Owens. How you going, mate? Good. 20 press-ups. Right here. Oh, no. Okay, I'll do them right now. Okay. You start talking, I'm doing 20 press-ups. I am Talk One, is brought to you two, by athletes.com for all your six, tracking needs. Tribites.com for everything you need to buy. And coffees of Hawaii. Bevan's going to need a cuppa after that. 20. There we go. 20 done and dusted. I wanted to do it anyway. I was just working out. You know, that's how I roll. Oh, God. Okay. Done sponsors. On this week's show, Bevan. What do we got on this week's show, John? We got, what do we got? Let me go. Let me do that. Let me keep my mind back in the right place. Oh, I thought it was just for one show anyway. That wow. Is that a rule now? Okay, so you're, you're committed as well? I'm committed. Okay. I'm going to keep you there. Right, we've got news. We've got age group of the week. We've got high five. What's that on? Well, the whole show today is a Glenn special part two. Oh! Oh, he's taking it to the next level. He's feeling crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was sitting home yesterday, didn't have a lot of time in my hands to get the show notes ready, so I thought, Glenn, come to my rescue, and he has. So, this so we've, we've had a couple of Thomas People's show. Yeah. Whatever show have we had? We had a Glenn show. Yeah, we had a Glenn show. So, we had anyone else had a show? I can't think off the top of my head. So, basically, if you, do, if you want to do a show, you need to send an age group of the week, a high five of the week, a website of the week, and ideally a little more content and then you get it named after you. So, um, Glenn's done all those, so it is a Glenn number two show. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Okay, let's get straight into it. So, we had some results over the weekend. I'm losing my voice today, so you guys are going to have to put up with it. But um, half Ironman, Ash Burden comes up first before the Ironman because it's a pivotal event. On the New Zealand triathlon calendar. <laughs> Pivotal is the right word. So it's, it's the first half Ironman of the New Zealand uh, domestic season. And uh, it's local for us. Bevan and I have both been there. The problem with the race is they've changed the bloody course every year that it's been on. Apparently so it was a lot better this year. Apparently it was a lot better. And yeah. hopefully they settle on it this year. But so it's hard to compare times because the, the run course is always different. The bike's usually the same and the swim's different. But uh, we had... It was probably the hardest course of the year we did it. It must have been. <laughs> Surely. It was absolutely ridiculously hard. I can't remember what time we did, but I don't know how competitive we would have been down mm. there this weekend. Uh, so, good racing there. We had actually had Luke Dragster over here. He's training up for Challenge Wanaka down in Wanaka. Came up for the day and uh, left his run pretty late, but he came through the field on the run with a 118 to take the victory just. They don't have um, the overall results. It's a bit funny. Yeah, it's done by age groups. So, yeah. so he took it out in 4 hours 11 minutes. Also doing 4 hours 11 minutes was uh, Axel Riser. Our local athletes that we sometimes have a few jewels with, do a bit of training with. Um, he came in second, also doing 4.11.58, so he's about 40 seconds behind. Um, and it looks like Luke just came through in the late stages of the run to take it. So, yeah, good good racing there. But third? Chris Bisley was third, but it was a really interesting race for us locals for fourth, fifth and sixth. There was uh, 4.20.35 for Paul Davies in fourth. Uh, uh, he's gym instructor from Pro Fitness. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, yep. Seven seconds behind him was uh, Andrew Black, who was leading for, for much of the race. And then also Andrew Abercan was a further 
three seconds behind Andrew. So oh, it was really? T- 10 seconds covering those three. And they do quite a bit of training together, so they know each other well. So that was, that was a pretty cool um, cool finish. Apparently Andrew Black tried to get a sprint up and both his calves or hamstrings just locked up. Oh, really? It was game over, over. Oh. And then, uh, you were going down to watch the race. What happened? The car failed me. <laughs> car broke down about an hour, no, probably about halfway there. Pulled over the side and it's just exploded. Two and a half grand to get it fixed. So what did you do? Have to wait to. We had to do the. Uh, we had to synchronise AA coming at the same time that Blind was going to arrive to pick me up in the other car. Yeah. Because Blind name's on the AA thing, and so oh. I can't claim the AA. So I was going. You've got to get here before AA, otherwise we've got to pay yeah. for this. Yeah. She got there a couple of minutes before. Oh, then. good timing. Nice synchronisation. And on the girls' side of things, we had uh, Marin. Johnson, formerly Marin Greenwood from Wanaka, she who we emailed talked about last week, didn't we? Yeah, so she had a really good uh, victory there over Julia Grant, who's stepping up from short course. She's been in the New Zealand under twenty three team, first half Ironman she did, so she's not too much of a slouch. So it was a pretty good victory by Marin, and she came in in four hours thirty two minutes to win by around about nine minutes from Julia. And I also coached the trifecta in the sprint race, first, second, and third. Back it up. You, you, can't, you can't play yourself before you talk about third place getter. Third place was Kerry Rowley and the females. And how, how did, you, did you go right coaching, John? <laughs> top, top three in the sprint. Also uh, at the first round of New Zealand's um, New Zealand uh, Triathlon Series. Got one of my fellas selected for the Youth Olympics. Oh, under nineteen. Oh, what's that? It's the Youth Olympics. Oh, <laughs> so they're having... Uh, Is it like an Olympics Games? Over in, you're having it in Australia in January, and so it's uh, under 19 or under 20. I think they're having like 10 sports, and any countries can go, and it's just like a junior sort of Olympics. Okay. So, three people selected from New Zealand. Liam, um, uh, I can't remember his name, but he, he, he was emailing me last week, and he went down, he did a really good race as well. Nice. So, he won his age group, and uh, so it's all good. In the hood. In the hood. <laughs> I'm loving that you become a gangster, mate. We had a race on in Ironman Arizona Part 2. Did. And, I mean, I know we slag off WTC sometimes, but their, their text coverage this race was pretty poor because uh, it just wasn't updating and you couldn't really find out what was going on. And I was trying to time it so I could actually see the first guy um, coming across the finish line and I missed it because they weren't, weren't updating it very well. But uh, I think I might have picked this last week. I said, look out for Andreas Raylert. He's a German guy, finished second at the uh, WTC... Um, 70.3 champs a few weeks ago behind yep. Lorenzo and he just ripped the marathon did 2.46 came through and just smoked them all faded a bit on the bike he was right up there in the swimming so he's a short course guy Daniel sent through an email saying he's a short course guy mm. and he's only really done two halves he won what was it he won which one did he win Morocco Yep, and then he got second in Clearwater and now first that's yep. a pretty not a bad effort he, he's a well performed athlete uh, yeah Andreas um, raced in Sydney and Athens, both Olympics, and so he's a good, strong German World Cup athlete. And uh, I think that Ironman guys have got to start looking out because I think the, the, the average ITU guy, if they step up and if they've got a little bit of, uh, if they're keen on Ironman, I think they're going to kick some serious ass, as we're seeing here. Yeah, although it wasn't a strong field here, we have to be oh, fair. Oh, come on, no, Chris Liado's not bad, um, and they've, they've all th- top three set course records. So it wasn't bad, and also you know, Kieran Doe was there, and he was smacking it around on the bike. We we'll talk about that in a minute, but um, no, I think that's a pretty pretty honest performance in eight eight fourteen. Okay. Chris uh, Chris Lieto was was second in eight nineteen, only just ahead of the old Rapmeister. And I wonder if Jordan Rapp's kicking himself because I did see him coming across the finish line. He had changed into running shorts and a t-shirt for the run, and he was third by twenty seconds. Oh. 
What is all that about, Bevan? When you're a pro of that level, what are you thinking? I, I, I agree. What are you thinking? Well, I, you know, stop rapping and start... Oh, John. Hey, you... That must be press-ups. <laughs> There's a new rule as well from here on in. I say I man talk, I'll do press-ups if your phone rings. 10 o'clock, you're getting the house, not now. After today, I'll agree to that. <laughs> but not today. Could be house, house hunting, could, could be... Successful today. Okay. So anyway, the rap store is third. Joseph Major, who won the I think version of Ironman Arizona earlier this year, was uh, in fourth place. And Jan Raphael, also another short course former guy, was in fifth place. Yep. Old Pete Verbusik, um, the big man, he was yep. right up there at eighth. Uh, Freddie Van Leer, who finished second to Cameron Brown this year in Ironman New Zealand, was ninth. And so you got to look at these times. Tenth place, Chris Brown, eight thirty-nine. That's pretty, pretty yeah, fast. It's um, so it's obviously a pretty fast course. Yeah, fast course. Um, the women's race was quite interesting because um, Joanna Zeiger, as always, was leading out of the swim, and she she extended that lead on the bike, and then she lost it on the run, and it sounded like she was just chundering, and um, and it was all over, over, and she had a pretty comfortable eight-minute lead. Really. Um, so she must have either gone too hard or, or something gone wrong. So who's the girl? I've never heard of her. Helene. B, oh, how the hell do you do this? BJD. BJVT. BJVT. I think she's Dutch. I think she finished either second or third last year to ballot in Ironman Florida. Florida. Um, came through with a really strong run, so very similar theme to the, the guys' race. Uh, Leander Cave took over the lead when uh, Joanna Zyga pulled out, um, but couldn't couldn't hold her off. She just smoked through the 307 marathon. Oh, what a terrible swim in hour oh, six. That's a shocker. Yeah, solid bike and run, but oh, she needs to sharpen up that swimming. Uh, I did read a small report, and she said she had a, she, she's a bad swimmer, but she had a particularly bad swimmer at 106 for for a pro athlete. Winning a race uh, is pretty bad. We got a, we got an email through from Todd Greenwood saying that Kieran Doe ended up doing part of the run with his shoes off. I saw some, a picture somebody sent through a picture yeah. of him, yeah. and. Um, so what he's got here, uh, I actually saw him take his shoes off at the 8 mile and throw them down in the disgust. I was standing by his partner when it happened and she had no idea why he took them off. She looked pissed though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I read somewhere else that he may have um, got a little bit of plantar fasciitis. Um, oh. And that's pretty painful. Yeah. Man, he always, he's the kind of guy that there's always, he's on fire or there's yep, something he's always there or not. wrong. The picture first, uh, it says this guy, uh, Todd sent us through some photos, but he actually picked up the shoes again around 40 miles and must have put them back on. Yeah. Well, he had them... Because the road was <coughs> too hot. He said, you could, you could see in the pictures that quite a bit of the run was um, just on sort of shingly surface, so it'd still be an incredibly uncomfortable run on it. Yeah. Um, but you wouldn't, uh, I think he ran without shoes on that section and then with shoes on the road section. He still came home and... Can you do that? Can you take your shoes off, give them to someone and put them back on? Uh, I think probably if you did it at the same point in the race, mm. yeah, you can. Like you can pull off the course in an Ironman. If you pull off the course, as long and you, you really into it, the same place, I think yeah. you're allowed to. So I don't know what he was thinking, but I guess you know because it's it's going to screw him up for quite some time. Yeah. I guess the only thing he could have been thinking is he was first out of the swim, so and if it was a decent swim prem, then he had to finish the race. Oh, that could okay. be the only thing that I would would motivate me. Because you want to yeah, yeah, for, uh, it's, it's especially like a pro. Stuff. Yeah. You know, um, you've got to think about the future future earnings, and that could screw him up for quite a while. So, Todd did have some other gossip. Now it's only speculation. Cameron Brown's going to retire after I'm in New Zealand. Wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah, you, um, you, don't, you don't think? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's going to be in the next few years, uh, and. Yeah, he's probably just got to think about what he can do life after Ironman. And also, maybe Terence will be doing Ironman New Zealand. Again, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd probably be... I don't think it's a good move for him. I think I, you should I, just say short course and half. Short course, Olympic distance, um, 
70.3s, half Ironmans, I think you'll make more money doing that yep. than... And you're young and talented, today. Yeah. Ironmans for an old guy. <laughs> it is. Old washed up. Coming up this weekend, we've got Ironman Western Australia. Hold on, we've got to do the... Who got second and third in the... Oh, um, sorry, in the girls. In the girls. The Landy Cave was second. I think Bevan's, I got rid of it. Bevan's got rid of the page, so I can't remember who was... No, I think it was Edith Niederfringer. Was yeah, it was. It was, actually. If you go to uh, ironman.com, you'll be able to see all the results there. But uh, good performance by the, uh, the Dutch woman. Oh, so we can't have next Western Australia. We have next Western Australia. Oh, heck yes. We don't really have any uh, Ironman races uh, or W or non-Ironman races coming up this weekend. Okay, newsflash: possible acquisition ahead of NAS by Provin- Province Finance. Providence Finance. So North America Sports, yep, who runs the majority of the WTC Ironman races in North America. The only exception being. Uh, the new one, which is Louisville, which I think the Ironman Corporation run, and also Kona. Yep. So, yeah, Providence Equity obviously bought at WTC not long ago, and it, the speculation is that they may go ahead and buy North America Sports, and they'll have complete control of the whole North American market. Who knows whether it's going to be a positive thing or a negative thing. But um, Okay, what's the price tag? What do you reckon? Oh, wouldn't have a th- fog, yes, but it's got to be pretty good. I mean, you've got some... You've got guaranteed money in the bank as soon as you open up every day. So each race probably, I don't know, has a million bucks in the bank within one day of yeah. opening. And that sits in the bank for one year. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a... I'm not a um, yeah, but let's say, yeah. Yep. It's, it's a good buy. I mean, what's... that? All the races are going to fill up. Yep. And even if this whole economic downturn affects things badly, I still think... Well, all do, the do you think the downturn up. is going to affect our sport? Because we're an expensive sport. Yeah, I think it will. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I still think it'll, it'll come through. Yeah, I'll tell you something to kill the sport. It, it could affect sponsorship. Um, yep. This equity company, they may go through some serious strife. Yeah. Uh, so Although they're still investing, obviously. Yeah. But for the average Joe Blog, sponsorship doesn't really matter too much because it doesn't affect them. So I think uh, it'll, it'll carry on as usual. Mm, well, but I think well, I think the industry, the bike industry, etc., could get real a real punch in the guts because I think you know, maybe people won't start buying as many bikes. Yeah, and that'll be good for uh, the retailer because or the consumer because it means Price. bikes will come cheaper. Yeah. Yep. Competition is a good thing. Uh, Chrissy's bike went for five thousand three. 300 US. It's, uh, it's premium, it's, isn't it? It's a good price, but there was a lot of memorabilia in there. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. So, well done, Chrissy. She's don- donating all that money. She's not keeping it on her hot little hands. Oh, she's a good woman, she is. And an, uh, new a new race, the Como Lake Man. If you, if you, Como if, Lake. <laughs> if you ever want to find a race that is more than likely going to be very, very beautiful, if you want to avoid any of the... Uh, the big, super hyped-up races. This one could be a real classic. Lake Como is in Italy, and most people say to me it's the most beautiful part of Italy. It's just really? a fantastic lake. So I think it could be a really cool race. I don't know anything about it. It's going to be on August the 22nd, 2009. So most of the European races have sold out already, so this could be a good option for you guys. Okay, so K226, the World Circuit. The K226 World Circuit, what's this? I think they just call that any any, any race they any, just put any, on their world circuit. Yeah, any race that is not a WTC race. I wouldn't be surprised if they come up with some sort of point system and you can be the sort of K two six champion or something like that. <clears throat> Stephen Bayliss and Bell will still take out take it out because they do it. Yeah, it's the numbers game. Okay, hot topic of the week. So last week we talked about uh, what are some books that you guys read that are absolutely fair sensational. Now, John, you didn't actually do your piece. I did, did so do my piece. You said we'll just do all of them. I wanted to give a bit of love to everybody because uh, well, I, I, I did my work. piece. Okay. Okay. Well, you want to go first in? So I'll do the second one. First one is uh, Yako. Uh, can't pronounce your surname. Sorry, Yako. He said uh, Mark Allen's Fit and Soul, Fit Body, and. Uh, I think everybody agrees that Mark Allen mental strength once he got on top of his demons was uh, was pretty incredible and he's supposed to be a very good speaker and every time I've heard him speak he's very very good so I imagine his book is probably- Yeah we still haven't got him on the show 
It's a good point. We, we, haven't, we haven't even tried. Yeah, we haven't tried. We need no. to do that. Yeah, I will. Mate, mate, okay, try to do it before Christmas, and then we can have it on over Christmas time. Okay, let's do it. That could be a Christmas present to our okay. to our listeners, because I'm sure he's probably itching to be on here. I'm sure he is. Gary Fagan sent through a link. We just watched it before. Brilliant. There's a guy called Chopper in Australia. Now, he's a real bad criminal. <laughs> If you ever get to see the movie Chopper, check it out because it's a pretty good movie. And it's, it's a link to Chopper basically telling Australians to harden F up. And, uh, but at the end, there's a special one, Bevan. Mm. And uh, I'm just loving it. So check it out. It's very good. And he also says, ahead of the game, how to use your mind to win in sport. Yep, nice. Uh, Nick? Kensington. Yep, but he wasn't even mentioning a book. So sorry, Nick. You're off the top. <laughs> okay, do you want to do next, Nick? Yeah, Nick Morales. Uh, the Triathletes Guide to Mental Training uh, by Jim Taylor and Terry Schneider. I've also heard from other people that's quite good. Really? Yep. Okay, Bobby Bostick. Bobby the Ballistic Hammer, Bostick. I should say. How uh, do say it? Sunjuice? Sun, sun, I would say Sunjuice, yeah. Yeah, Art of War. Now, I've actually got this in, as an audio book. I haven't got around to listening to it yet. I thought you'd be into this, something like this. Yeah, so a mate of mine um, gave me about 20 audio books not long ago, and so I've been listening to those. It was written in the 6th century BC and was the first... It's the first and one of the most successful works on strategy. It's been a huge influence on Eastern and Western military thinking, business tactics, and beyond. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it and let you know what I think. It's, it's meant to be brilliant. Yeah, I think one of the points he makes there is um, rather than working th- going through a to-do list, you're, you're better off having um, appropriate responses to changing conditions. I, I heard a guy talking the other day, and he's a Kiwi guy. He's into all this sort of stuff, and he worked with one of the Formula One teams. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, the top, top Formula One drivers, like, say, Schumacher yeah. and um, the very, very Hamilton. greatest ones. Yeah, yeah possibly, but the, 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 the best the legends. guys, okay, the yeah. legends. When, when a situation confronts them, they go through just so many different options really quickly and they can go, boom, take yep. that one. Whereas most people might go, right, I've got maybe two options here. Yeah. I'll just have a whole list of them. And he, he says that's what you've got to do. You've got to build up this sort of inventory of all these things you're going yep. to do um, and you just quickly quickly grab that one when you, when you get into that situation and that's why they're so much better and he, he was saying it is something that can be trained to a certain extent okay. so um, yeah I think this book is, is probably along those lines okay Duncan Smith it's you okay uh, Born to Win by uh, John Bertrand it's about when Australia won the America's Cup um, and how he dealt with his own mental demons and he said it's fascinating totally, there's probably a book, good book coming out real soon actually about how the Kiwis won the World Cup yeah yeah. Australians might want to read that exactly we won the league on the weekend did you watch it? I gutted I did oh you didn't watch it John oh, oh it was like the, one of the best games of sport I've ever seen it is go- that will go down uh, historically yeah. historically as probably the biggest um, upset in New Zealand sporting history yeah because yeah, Australian, Australian for those of you who don't know like rugby league is a lot like rugby uh, and, but in New Zealand it's kind of like the, the small brother to rugby you know it's everyone Paul, loves Paul yeah it's poor man's rugby basically and to be honest I'm a bit of a league yeah, I come from a league background and um, New Zealand you know always gets a bit of hassle and they kind of Australia is actually the most successful international sporting team in any sport in the world oh, the yeah. rugby league team like they just win every game ever and occasionally we beat them and it's a huge thing and we had, they had the rugby league world cup happening over the last couple of weeks and um, Australia won every game by about at least 30 points more like 50 yeah. which is in any sport it's just a Domination, and so going into the final, you know, everyone just thought we were going to get our butts kicked. And Australia were like ten nil early on in the game, and yeah. just thought oh, we're going to get spanking again. But my father-in-law went to bed at ten nil. Oh, did he? <laughs> oh no! 
And then Kiwis came back and they won. It was just an amazing game of sport, and so we're loving it. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and some people have emailed me saying, well, we beat you the cricket. We don't care about cricket. Yeah. <laughs> we, we play rugby league here. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jared Woolbridge sent through an email, and his one says, Mind Games by Jeff out and Sarah Perlin this book is a bad so bad it makes me angry that it has so many high profile contributors uh, like Johnny Wilkinson but he's basically saying he doesn't really believe in NLP now do you know much about NLP? Neurolinguistic programming. I, I've read a lot on NLP, and he basically reckons it's a bit of crap. I kind of think with NLP, there's some parts of it that are real crap, and then some parts that are really good, and you kind of take the bits that are good. Like some of the visualization stuff's really good, and how to put yourself in certain states is good, and then some of, uh, this, you know, following the eyes to figure out how people are thinking and stuff I don't necessarily believe in, but <laughs> there's, there's aspects of it that are really good, and I, I definitely use in my training, but then there's other stuff that's just crap. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Uh, Richard Marlowe's got a few here. He says, every second counts. Um, well, they're not necessarily mine ones by Lance. Uh, Mad, Bad and Dangerous to Know by Renolf Fiennes. Yep. Taking on the World and Race Against Time by Ellen MacArthur. She's the... You right there, mate? He's dying <laughs> me. on me. She's the one who uh, solo first first world record holder to solo sail around the world. Wow. The Golden Age by Steve Redgrave. He's a British Olympic rower who won multiple gold medals. Really? Luxury of Time by Jane Tomlinson. I can't remember what sport she does, but I know she was pretty good. And Flying Scotsman by Graham O'Brien. Yep. That's an interesting one. Natural Born Winners by Robin Seger as well. Yep. And Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffries. And then Richard Marlowe sent through... Uh, I think... Oh, just about how to give them shit about the rugby league. Done that, Richard. Don't and, and didn't India kill them in the cricket too? They did. Oh, man, that Indian cricket team. Yeah. Oh, I hate to be Australian right now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Steve Lord sent through Ahead of the Game by Jeremy Lazarus, and he just says it's pretty blimmin' sensational. He spent a lot of time with Jeremy and he reckons He said it made a huge... Oh, John. <laughs> right. Uh, he said it's great. He actually spent some time with the guy. He hasn't read the book, but he said it helped him massively in terms of turning his swim around. And he did a five-minute PB in Kona when he was in the same sort of condition. And the final one from Yako again was Fit Soul, Fit Body, and that's by Mark Allen and Brant, whatever his name is, Brant Secure or something. Okay. Mark Allen's sort of guru guy. Well worth reading. Really? Any books you recommend? No. You don't read it. I've, I haven't got any that I. I was thinking this morning and I couldn't think of any off the top of my head. What about you? Mm-hmm. I read a lot of books. <laughs> um, I've never really read sports-specific mental stuff. You know what I mean? Like I may have read a lot of self-help kind of books, and um, yeah, I probably can't think of any that really stand out. We've done well here. Yeah, both of us. <laughs> pull, pull, both of us pull up a zero. Wait a second. Let's have a look right behind me. Wait, I'm going to you talk for a second. I'll find one book. Uh, uh, what about the Da Vinci Code? Did that help you with your mental condition? It did actually. Yeah. Like how, how to deal with the the, 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 the things they put yeah. around their legs, which draw the blood. The program, how to find a husband in 30 days. Right. Yeah, that definitely yeah, helped me. <laughs> Maybe we should revisit this one next week and have a bit of a think about it, but at the moment we're pulling blanks. No, actually. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll pull that one next week. There we go. So this week's discussion. This is uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn's topic. Okay, you find $500 down the back of your couch. I'll tell you a funny story. One yeah. time years ago when I was living with my mum and dad still, you know I didn't leave home until I was 25? Right. Is that sad? <laughs> Some people would say that, I wouldn't be but some people would say that. So, I was at home, and I was cleaning out my bedroom, 
And when I was younger, I wasn't like I wasn't very organised with money. I've never been bad with money, but I wasn't very organised. I just put money in my bedroom and places. I must have forgotten, and I had five hundred bucks sitting in my bedroom nice. in my wardrobe. So this has literally happened to me. But you didn't go and buy. Trump no, I went to the pub back in those days. <laughs> but still, so yeah, five hundred dollars down the back of your couch or in your wardrobe. And what triathlon equipment would you spend it on to get the most speed for your buck? So you're looking for speed return. Yeah, it's an investment on speed. You pack coach five hundred dollars. What's today? That's what you do. PO Box four one zero eight six Christchurch. Oh, what's that to give the money to? <laughs> give me a five hundred one five hundred dollars. What would that tip be? Well, it's you gotta pay the money person first. specific. Okay, there we go. So, if you want speed, five hundred bucks this way. <laughs> the guy next to me. And if you want relationship advice. <laughs> Don't come to bed in. Hey man, I'm in love. I'm married. Yeah, it doesn't depend. I know a lot of bad marriages. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's uh, this week's news and discussion. Age group of the week. Oh, it's an interesting age group of the week. Someone who's close to our heart, John. It is. Called Epic Cap Veteran. He's done a couple, hasn't he? He did uh, both New Zealand and Italy this year. He's going to head on back over? He's not going to come this summer. He's thinking about France. So nice. this is on the agenda. And also this was sent in by Glenn. He managed to find this from, from Kyle. And, and I don't even think Glenn knew the connection. No, he didn't. Although knowing Glenn, maybe he did because he's that much of a legend. Oh, no, he says, I've not met Anthony. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't think he does. And uh, do not know what happened to him in teaching. Oh, 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 oh. So Anthony did I am in Kona. Age group 40 to 45 or 40 to 44. Bib number 959 times of 13 hours 11.55. You know, not, not, not the fastest time in Kona. For him, for relative him. to his qualifying time, which was sub-10. Okay, yeah, so it's a pretty bad day at the office. Yeah. I uh, did an hour, seven for the swim, you know, in Kona. It's probably, probably good for him because he was strong. Swimming was, was nice, yeah. Did uh, 5.50.49 in the bike, you know. It's, it's ho hum. Yeah, it's, well, it's probably about right. Yeah, maybe a little faster, you know. Yeah. Pretty slow marathon of 5.05. You definitely heard him. Yeah. T1 took, how long did he take? A minute... Seven? Four, no, four minutes, 22. For T1, so it's not a bad transition time. It's quite a transition, yeah. yeah. T2? One hour and five minutes, 57 <laughs> seconds. What John? Uh, uh, Glenn goes on, I haven't met, met Anthony and do not know what happened to him in T2, but that was either very enjoyable or he had a horror ride and spent one hour and five minutes and 57 seconds in T2 to get the body uh, moving after such a long break and to finish the race uh, and not be last in his age group leads to me, leads me to nominate Anthony DeMarco for age group of the week. I thought we could absolutely rip into Anthony here. Well, we could rip into what happened? An hour. Yeah, so that's a, that's a fairly leisurely transition. So I thought we'd give Anthony the, the right of um, Nice, so you, you, you emailed him? I emailed him last night and he replied this morning. Good, because so he, he would have got crap. He would have. Yeah. Um, and it's, it was an interesting one. He said he, he had some, you know, uh, had some issues on the bike and um, was really struggling with his nutrition. don't know whether it was because he went too hard or whether he just um, didn't enjoy the heat or whatever. Yeah. But he came off the bike and he was uh, in, in La La Land and yeah. he was uh, really unstable on his feet and he sort of sat down thought, I'll just chill out here for a little bit. And um, doctors came over and said, are you okay? And he was sort of sitting there and uh, he wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> they checked him and he was very, very dehydrated. And he sat, so he sat there a bit longer and then said, um, they, they said to him, you know, um, he was deciding what, he, what to do and he said he was going to pull out of the race and the, the, the doctor said um, okay do you want to pull out of the race and he said yes 
and then he said, I'll just leave you to think about that for a little bit. Yep. And uh, he sat there and thought about it a bit longer. He said, do you want to pull out of the race? And he, he said, yes. And then uh, apparently the rule is, if, if you're going to pull out of the race, um, and if somebody's there with you, they have to ask you three times if oh, you want to pull really? out of the race. And so he thought about it a bit more, and he thought about all the sacrifices he'd made this year, and he'd spent a lot of time away from his family, being on yep, epic camps, yep, yep. and he'd spent a lot of time training, training yeah. uh, and, and sacrificed work to do so. And um, so he thought, nah, bugger it, I'm going to go out there and do it. And so he got up and um, went out and you know, obviously didn't set a world record out there on the run, but yep. he got a bit of food into him, managed to get his stomach settled, and went out there and, and finished the race. So good spirit, and um, you know, I think um, good on him for going and doing it. That's, that's interesting, isn't it? You know, because like after an hour of being in there, oh, yeah. you know, like the last thing your body will want to do is get up and do a marathon, eh? yeah. you know, like mentally. And, you know, he's obviously pretty screwed anyway. It's like, yeah. that's a, yeah, it's a pretty awesome effort, eh? But I think it's a good protocol that I've got that you've got to ask three times to really yeah. make sure if so somebody's got to give us some serious deep thought. Because there's a lot of people who go after the first one, yep, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, yeah, I and it's just that tough moment, eh? Hey, yeah. Give some time, obviously, an hour five. You know? <laughs> <laughs> time to reflect. The thing in Kona, if you, if, you know, a lot of other races you might get out. Of the sun and stuff, but if you're sitting in the bloody transition tent, it's just hot, eh? Yeah, you'd just be baking. You wouldn't be cooling down. I suppose you could put water and stuff on you, but um, it's not particularly pleasant unless you're in an air conditioned environment. It is a good effort, eh? Because he obviously knew he wasn't going to run a fast marathon either. Hmm. Like if after an hour, you thought, you know what, I'm feeling pretty good now. Yeah, I can get out and smack it. So six. Uh, I'm just trying to think how far away that whether the winners would have been finishing by then. So he didn't. Yeah, you know, an hour. It's, it's six, seven, eight. The winners would have just about been finishing when he was heading out on the run. Wow. It's, so, yeah, it's a hard day at the office. Well done, Anthony. Yeah, it is good. It shows good spirit, eh? He's listening to the show, too, so we like that sort of oh, uh, attitude. That's what we love. Anthony DeMarco. You are our age grouper of the week. One, two, three, four. High five. Did the ninja chop there, you see nice. that? Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Nice. I just did it just because I knew you'd like it. Okay, then, so high five this week. Glenn sent this through. He did, Because it's a Glenn show. Rules for lending stuff or borrowing from others. Now, this is probably a pretty good thing. He's got some good points here. Because you know what? I'm not too good at blue with other people's stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I'm pretty rough on stuff. Good. Are you a bit like that, too, aren't you? I bear that in mind when you ask to borrow anything. <laughs> but I know I agree with these. Uh, I but I've learned. I've learned. When, don't treat it like how I treat my own stuff when I have other people's stuff because, exactly. yeah, because you feel really bad when you return and it's broken. <laughs> Number one, I like this, combat rules apply. Oh, give me some more. If they break it, they either replace it or yep. repair it uh, to your satisfaction Always state this when lending out uh, lending out gear and handing it over. Don't borrow anything if you're not in a position to replace or repair it. This is especially important for things like race wheels and things like yeah. that. You're going to get a puncture or something. And you, uh, generally, if you're going to lend race wheels... <laughs> didn't you, didn't you? No, no. no. <laughs> the race wheels you borrowed, didn't you? Oh, different, that's, a com- that's a complex story. <laughs> didn't you forget to... <laughs> complex story, Ben. Did you do combat rules there? Complex story. It's got lots of different angles. Um... But the main thing is, I think if you're borrowing or lending your race wheels, don't lend your tyres or your tubes. So basically, give them the wheels yeah. uh, and let them go and get those. So yeah. That's I, a good point. I actually borrowed Glenn's race wheels for road. Yeah. And uh, looked after them ideally. Luckily, did on the day. Did you put carbon brake pads on them? Yes, I did. Not like somebody I know who borrowed somebody else's race wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and on a training ride, uh, he, he let me use the tyres as well I got a flat tyre and the tube that it was a spare one didn't work so it was actually a good thing because on race day if I got a flat tyre yeah. I've been game over and also that's the same bike that you borrowed that got about probably seven punches on our, on IM Talk Camp yeah it was Iron Man Talk Camp and I'm allowed to say that because that's yeah cool. that's true no it was Camp Kia yeah. and who named it? Glenn Glenn it's, nice. God you're a legend Glenn okay uh, 
pressure or mark positions? Measure. On, oh, sorry, measure pressure. Whose eyes are going bad now, <laughs> eh? <laughs> measure or mark positions of the setup so you don't lose that perfect fit, which is really true, eh? So if you're lending your bike to somebody, and Glenn hasn't met his bike in the past, and he's got a P3. Did he measure and mark the positions? Yeah, he had it exactly right. Yeah, and well, we took it to a bike shop. I took it to a bike shop first, and they did that, and then, um, yeah, because cool. we're good. Number three, always return the item in better condition than when you borrowed it. For instance, clean the bike, buy yep. the person's spare tube, or new batteries. I don't know if I did that. I did even cleaned it. Yeah. Yeah, but I was staying with Roland, and Roland was the, the guy I was staying with in Germany. Just loved bikes, <laughs> and, and he was like, he just oh, it was legendary. Loved it. Never lend the item to a third party. It's definitely true. Yeah. So if I borrow your race wheels, wheel, don't lend them to nice. Belinda. No, no. I'd get excessively used. Okay, go. Number five, uh, if the item is expensive and is a long-term or international borrow, get it insured under your policy. Yeah, and Glenn actually said to me, if you're going to borrow it, you need to get it insured. Nice. Which is good thinking because... That's good points. Yeah. Rules of engagement. Anything you can think of? No, I think he's covering them. Are you into well. lending your gear? Will you lend your gear? Uh, I won't lend anything, but uh, I wouldn't lend my race wheels. You wouldn't? Um, You're too fragile? Yeah. Uh, wetsuit, I'd be um, iffy. You've got to be really careful with wetsuits, because, uh, and you've really got to explain. The key thing when you're lending a wetsuit is make sure people know how to put it on. It's very easy for people who maybe don't quite understand trikon wetsuits to put their fingers through and put uh, marks Slam on. I am. Borrow yeah. mine, put a hole in it. I know, exactly. <laughs> But the thing was, it was, it was a bit small, and he, yeah, I felt sorry for him. So, it only cost 20 bucks to fix, so it wasn't yeah, a problem. So I think that's probably the key thing, but uh, I'd, lend, yeah, I'd lend things that are easy, not easily broken, but race wheels are a, a tricky one, because that's an expensive item. Mm, mm. That's all good. Well, there you go, that's our high five for this week. Let's put some music on, John, because we need some music. Um, here we go. Didn't you love that music? Oh, it was old school stuff. Even a crackle at the end you brought up, didn't it? Yeah, I liked it. Oh, mate. Well, I'll make a longer mix for you. Okay. Here we go. Um, Which of the week is LimerickTriathlon.com. Pain is temporary, John, but Club Pride is forever. And I'm just wondering, and I, I may be offending some Irish people here, or not offending them, but getting my geography wrong. I think Munster is Limerick. You know how New Zealand played, the All Blacks mm. played mm. Munster in rugby the other day? And we beat them, convincingly. Was it, wasn't that Wales? It's in Wales. No, it's not. It's in, uh, definitely an island. But I'm not, I think it's in Limerick. And uh, don't, my geography's pretty good, Bevan. Okay, well mine's not, so it's, I'm not going to uh, tell you on that. And uh, New Zealand thumped them by two points. Thumped them by two points? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and anyway. We came back at the end, didn't we? We did try in like the last minute, couple did, of minutes. Did you watch the All Blacks? Nah, don't bother watching the match anymore, mm. to be honest. Um, so limericktriathlon.com, it's, uh, it's a good club website. If we click onto Iron Men, because that's what most of the people who listen to the show are, yep. it's actually got some really good links on here um, oh, great, in terms yeah. of uh, different people's ideas. It's got things on bike setups, um, it's got some well, PDFs and, and documents and stuff like that. And a really good one to look at is which one did I look at this morning? Final Taper Euro IM. No, I think it's the Golden Rules one. Golden Rules. Golden Rules. I thought there's some good points on here. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah, it's Golden Girls. What? Hey, what's happened to? I used to be on your your black screen. I know. John, there's a, on my screensaver there's a picture of John and with half his face missing, wasn't it? Yeah. But now I've got my daughter and my niece. Oh. Aren't they pretty? You got to admit, that's a nice photo. Oh, oh the other one was nicer. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, Golden Rules. Um, this is by. I'm not sure who it doesn't have a name on it. Might have it at the bottom. No. All right. Number one. 
you don't have to kill yourself in training. Nice. Number two, build technique and endurance for your first year. Nice, I like that. Number three, focus on your key sessions and make your key sessions focused. That's kind of funny how you did that. It's like, I like that. Uh, number four, sleep is more valuable than training. Well, mix. mix. <laughs> you still need to train. You need to sleep. You can't sleep train for an Ironman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, forget about speed work. Fairly good point. Okay. Rela- recovery is your friend. Um, seven, Check your ego at the door. Oh, I always struggled with that one. Uh, number eight, keep your eyes on the prize. Hey, that, that's great just because he rhymes them. Nice. Put yep. your eyes on the prize. So there's a whole bunch of good things. He, he obviously expands a lot on there what, what he means. Well, um, it could be a she as well. Could be a she. Yep. And uh, yeah, go check that out. It's also got things on bike fitting. It's, if you're in Ireland, it's also got a forum. Um, it's got some swimming tips. Uh, training for, for anybody in the area so if you're in that sort of uh, Limerick area get on there and uh, and check it out Through, he's now based in Oman which is probably going to be a slightly different temperature to no he's not based in Oman he's based in Ireland he, he was, was in Oman wasn't he slightly yes. different temperature he's probably dealing with it now we were talking we've just had we're having technical issues again and I'm getting a new computer in January team so it's going to stop <laughs> but it's a little bit frustrating at the moment but anywho um, Glenn's a single man and I was asking John about well, John was saying, like, you were in Ireland, weren't you, John? I was. And I was yes. with Belinda. And I was saying, did you check out the woman in Ireland? And you said... I said, I don't, because I'm, I'm happily married. <laughs> and then, I mean, we can't really well, I do wasn't, it. I wasn't married then. I was... Uh, How long had you been with Belinda before then? Uh, a couple of years, probably. Really? Yeah. How long was it before you got married? Five years, I think. Five years? Okay. But we've known each other for a long time. Really? How long have you known each other? About Fifteen. So had you patched it before you'd gone out of it? No. Like some random party one night? Really? No. Really? I'll stop there. <laughs> Blunder occasionally listens to us. <laughs> well, luckily that bit was said before, won't be on there. Yeah. Okay, well, so hopefully the woman front's going well. Yeah. Yeah, because John was saying once you're married, you basically you can look, but you can't touch. That's right. That's right. And well, I don't look very often. Oh, so it's got to be pretty good to catch your eye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting in trouble. It's not, it's not, it's not, we're not pulling this off. No. It's, it's a one so we know. So we missed, we missed that opportunity. Product Review Centre. Now, John, when he wants a new product, writes to someone and say, we're going to do a product review on, on, the, on the show so we can get free stuff. He forgets to mention there's somebody else on the show. Yeah. So this week, if you go to bluesemi.com, you'll be able to see what we're reviewing. It's a beautiful bag that you can store your know, transition sort of bag and you keep your wetsuit in there and you keep all your other stuff and it's got so many little extras it's it's quite beyond belief i wouldn't know no you wouldn't <laughs> because um, I've done, I, was, I was telling them before i actually swore on the show <laughs> <laughs> luckily we managed to edit that out that i'm happy to get bevan and i will give him one of these bags even if i have to pay for it myself okay i'm doing i'm doing i mean new zealand when, when bevan has signed up for his next iron man well race. i'm doing monica it's an iron man race how much swimming are you going to do down there. A lot. If you did the sprint triathlon down there, I may consider. Okay, I'm uh, doing it. When is that? It's a, a Friday night. Friday night, the day before the race. Yeah. Well, you can't do that. Okay. Oh, no, no, I'm doing it. De- hey, Bevan, deal or no deal? <laughs> <laughs> I think about it. Yeah. Are you gonna yeah. do the sprint? I'm doing the sprint. But I've only got to do the swim. So I'm okay with that. But if I start and then pull out, I just say, oh, my legs. Please. That'll be your prize at the finish line. Okay. The blue, blue 70 guys will be down there, I think. So I may. I'll be, I'll be standing there once I've finished, 20 minutes in front of you. Um, I'll be standing there with the bag going, here you go, Bevan. Alex, you go. can you send me one over, Alex? Because Alex was actually saying that what is a British um, 
just this fitness magazine and the editor, I wish I could remember it. And uh, actually, you start talking, I'll, I'll put it up. Okay. So the Blue Symphony bag, um, the reason why I liked, uh, I tried to get hold of one was because uh, I used one when we were over in France at uh, Pyrenees Multisport. And uh, it's really cool because it's got a compartment at the bottom of the, ba bottom of the bag. It's all sealed off and it's all waterproof. So yep. if you go swimming, doing your, your Saturday swim bike run or whatever like that, put your wetsuit in the bottom and it doesn't make everything wet. What well, is a good thing. Bag. It's actually good just for training. Like I had, um, I have a... Loving it. I have a wet bag. And so for the gym, yep. and so when I go to gym, I can put all my wet clothes in my wet yep. bag afterwards. And yep. I actually lost it recently, which is a real pain in the bum. And so now all my stuff in my bag gets wet, I'll have to buy another one. Imagine if you had a Blue 70 bag. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and the other good features it's got, it's got lots of contain uh, thingies on the side where you can put your water bottles in. Belinda pointed this out to me this morning. See what that is? Yeah, it's for your iPod, John. For your iPod. Um, even though you shouldn't probably be wearing it when you are out... Uh, on your box. What are you looking at for? I'm, so trying, I'm trying, trying to get Alex's email. You can put your iPod into there, put it up through the top so the cords come out the top. It's got compartments on the top, nice and padded for your glasses. And then it's got everything you need. Oh yeah, that's right, I've got to give that to you as well. Um, <laughs> and uh, okay. it's everything you're going to need. a really good size, so you probably could still bike with it, but it'll be fairly heavy, but great for when you're going to races and so on. If you go to blue70.com, you'll be able to uh, find out more about that. I think they're pretty reasonably priced. Young, the lovely Alex Young, she's lovely, eh? Yep. Yeah, she's a good chick. And uh, she sent me an email a while ago saying how someone from UltraFit magazine, which is a fitness magazine in the UK, the editor, Nick Cook, wrote down his top five things to listen to on his iPod in Iron Man Talk, and I can say that because she said yeah. that, yeah. dot com was one of them. Nice. That's pretty cool. So, Nick Cook, we love you. Nice. In, awesome. In a manly way. Maybe, you know, he could get a bag. I've got to remember, remind me of something. Just just say, remember, remember... Remember. Brush. Remember brush. Remember, say that at the end of the show. Okay, remember brush. Yeah. You know what else? Yeah. Um, maybe we could try to get one of these bags for the price pack. Yeah, that'd be a piece of cake. You reckon? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> We've got to get an increase in donations, though, to get us a Kona. Oh, really? We've got a steady little flow going in there, but we need more. We'll talk about that later on. Okay. So yeah. open up your wallet in these tough economic times. <laughs> John's rant of the week. It's becoming a weekly thing now, mate. Well, last week I, I was a bit disappointed in my performance. Actually, so was I. So it, was <laughs> it was a bit was, weak. I was going to rant about your rant. I know. And I, it's just because somebody put the pressure on, you've got to do a rant of the week. And I, and I so you know what you need topic. to do? You need to be like Michael Schumacher and have lots of options. I know. You can go to in that moment, you only had two. So I was, I was thinking this week, I wasn't thinking, I was, I was looking out for things to rant about. Yeah. And... Some people delivered when I was uh, out running on Sunday. And they, oh, they delivered very well. I indeed. can feel your pain. So I'm running along uh, on Centaurus Road, sort of yep. around from yep. your place. It's quite a busy road. There is quite a You may be a neighbour of mine, really, too, mate. I could be. It'll be like 10 o'clock. In an hour's time, we'll yep. find out. Um, so I was, I was running back along there. It's got quite a reasonable sized cycle lane. So there's plenty of space to yep. ride two abreast. Yep. It's, it's quite a busy ish road. Oh, yeah, definitely. In cars speed around these corners. And these monkeys. Oh, these monkeys. Three monkey woman were riding along. <laughs> I wonder how Nick will feel about that. I don't care. It's three abreast. Three abreast. What do people think when they're riding along three abreast on a busy road? I don't know, John. And there's cars coming past and they're like, they're all getting backed up and they're just riding along chatting away and I'm just... Did you yell at them? I did you share the anger? So, I was almost so angry I didn't. Oh. I was just, and I was just going, you're giving us a bad name. So don't ride three abreast, ever. Especially if you're a monkey. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Unless, unless you're on a road that has got absolutely no cars, that is, is, is yeah, it's sometimes on the gorges, I'll go through Bruce. Yeah, but um, you shouldn't really. 
you'll get you'll get a rant from me. Or I may not say anything, but I'll be going. I'm going to cane you for doing that. <laughs> and you're so wood dirty for doing. So riding three. Have you ridden a gorgeous recently? No. Because the thing is, I'm a bit out of the old crazy training world now, and I've started training for the uh, marathon. We've got seven weeks, I think. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a quick. Which marathon's that? Well, in Wanaka. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> And, it's, and I'm only doing like, because I haven't been running for ages, so I'm just yeah. building up into it slowly, being wise and doing my yoga and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, I'm doing a six hour bike ride, but I'm thinking if I'm doing an epic camp, I need to do some riding, don't I? You do. Yeah. yeah you do. So just don't ride three abreast when you're out there. Okay, you, come, you come with me, I'll look after you. I'm, a, I'm done bugger all riding. Right? Okay, really. Well, maybe over Christmas. Tuesdays time. at 10th, you come with us. We just do like two hours or so with the young fellas. Is it hardcore? Because those uh, young some, fellas are fit. Some weeks it is, some weeks it isn't. You'll be fine. Really? No problem. The Philinator is the one that bloody crushes us all. Really? Yeah. Just destroys you, does he? Yeah, yeah. Does it break your heart? It doesn't. Then, but I've still got in the back of my mind the time when he blew up the other just before um, before he went to Kona, and that was quite entertaining. Nice, nice. See Phil here. So don't ride three abreast. Oh yeah, there we go. Your rant's gonna be better than that, mate. Oh, it's still I'm, I'm, no, no, because you're not angry. Oh, I want to hear the things because sometimes, like if you're a good friend of John's, sometimes <laughs> he gets fuming, don't you, mate? And John, he has the side of him. It's like he's like the devil woman comes out of him, and he and he gets all fired up. And okay. I want you to save your rents for those moments. Oh, oh, okay. Three abreast. I can understand your frustration, but it wasn't. Okay. You know what I mean? You know. Must try harder. Must try harder, please. <laughs> Do you want music? No questions and answers. Okay, so Ed Hawkins did Clearwater and he sent us a few review last week and we just talked about him a little bit. And he sent us through a link to a YouTube clip uh, that was awesome, wasn't it? It was just quite entertaining. It was a bunch of university students who were helping out um, in one of the aid sessions throughout the day. And it was basically. It was just before the bridge, which is like the only elevation on the course. Okay, and they were. Um, they were basically obviously just making a YouTube clip for themselves to show the entertainment they were having while they were being aid session people, but it also shows the packs, doesn't it? It does show the packs. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, it's at the bottom uh, bottom of the hill that you're basically going through the feed station, there's a bottle bottle drop zone and also a bottle pickup zone. And uh, it was it was three lanes wide. And uh, to be fair, when the, the, the what looked like the pros going through, and it probably was the lead pro pack, they looked like they were honestly making an effort. To yeah, try to there, start. there was still a small gap, but they were too heavy yeah. a gap. Weren't and they? they were going three abreast um, in a ratio. <laughs> they were really spreading on the road, and they were looked like they were trying not to draft. Okay. Um, but then and you, I, I felt sorry for like the single people going through. You saw like one person go through. Yeah. Like, so and, go, and then these big packs. Those packs were just incredible. God, yeah. dangerous. Yeah. So um, it was also quite dangerous as well because these students were having quite a bit of fun and uh, they were trying to get the the cyclists to throw the bottles, mm. and the guy would always drop it and fall back on the road. Yeah. And it, just, <laughs> it was like, God, yeah. it's pretty crazy. So the, the, this um, this does have a coaching point. This this one oh, here. Nice. It was also interesting watching it when the going, people were going through. How many people were missing all the bottles and they'd go through and they would they would have four opportunities to grab a bottle. And they'd miss one, two, three, four. They'd miss all of them. And I was looking at it um, to see if... You know, I was thinking, oh, the people are holding the bottles, just holding them wrong, and that's why they're not able to grab them. But no, they were holding them at the bottle or bottom or the top, so when somebody came in, yep. they had a full hand. full, full hand to get it. The reason why they were all dropping it is because they kept pedalling all the way through the aid station. So tip is, if you're going... For, this is an Ironman race or any, any race. If you're going through an aid station, you want to grab a bottle freewheel as you go through just slow down a little bit freewheel so you're not having to think about anything else not having to think about pedaling and then you've just got one thing to think about and that's grabbing your bottle there's a perfect example on the clip of a lady who did that she just freewheeled through the thing grabbed a bottle first time away she went okay you're going through the aid session you missed the bottle 
Yep. Do you stop and get a bottle? Uh, just a judgment call. If, if, you, if you're completely out of fluids, if it's an Ironman race and you've got another 20k, which is probably for most people going to be um, in excess of half an hour, you know, possibly 45 minutes, yeah, I'd go back and get it. Yeah. Um, but you, you probably you're a pro trying to win it, obviously not. Yeah, you probably always want to have um, two bottles on your bike. One with you know yep. uh, a little bit on it, and, 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 and yeah. another one with um, some energy drinks. So yeah, you just yeah judgment call. But it was an interesting clip. So tip is, stop pedaling when you go through um, aid stations. And I'll put a link to that on www.iemtalk.me this week. Uh, Dave Robertson, a link to the 2009 Hy-V Triathlon price. Oh, this was interesting. So he sent us through a link to a race that's happening in America. Happens every year. Uh, ITU. And he's just showing the prize money going down the field. So first place kid gets 200,000 US. Rasmus Henning has won this two years in a row. Really? Yeah. So 200,000 US. See, an Ironman triathlete couldn't make that at all. Even no, you, win, you win Kona, do a tour of races that year. Maybe in prize and appearance money you get it, but not through prize money. Yeah, no way. F- for a year. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Craziness. Um, second place gets fifty, and right down to the tenth place. The tenth place kid gets nine thousand, and then it pays right down to fiftieth place. If you get fiftieth, you still get two grand US. Fortieth to fiftieth is two grand US. Thirtieth to fortieth is two and a half. Twentieth to thirtieth is three grand. And no wonder no one's coming through away. Exactly. Yeah. And an Ironman, say so Ironman New Zealand, um, eight and a half thousand US um, for the win. win. So that's equivalent to getting um, tenth and a half at this race. Tenth place in Ironman New Zealand, or in most other Ironman races, I'm just picking is five hundred US. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't even get. Well, you, you, you can't. You can't, do it. <laughs> you can't do it. it doesn't exist on this race. Wow. So it's this is this is the big biggest money race in the world in, in triathlon. Yeah. Um, Was this the old? Um, no, like it's one. no, it's not. It's, it's a competition to that. Oh, okay. So, it's it just shows why if you're a young up and comer, would you do Ironman? <laughs> you're just going, you know, I, I can go this race and I can finish fiftieth, and I'm still going to get more than probably what I would if I did an Ironman race. So, it's great to see that ITU are really taking things to the next level with prize money. Guys are making some proper serious money, and it's going deep enough um, so that the guys that are the next next generation coming through, are yeah. going well, they've got some money to, to spend time developing themselves. Don't exactly. They? You, you know, if you're an Iron Man guy, you, you're just on the, like Chris McDonald. When you talk to him, he's getting there, you know, and he's doing really well. But man, he's struggled, you know, and like, and he gets top fives, you know, like he does okay, and his life's just a struggle. Well, and it's he, like he he did Arizona the weekend. I don't know if he finished or not. If he wasn't in the top ten, yeah, it's like no money, zero. Yeah. <laughs> even yeah. if he finished 10th 500 US it wouldn't even cover his, no. his travel to get there Yeah. so good stuff ITU doing a good job getting things up they've got their new series that's going to be announced pretty soon well, well, I wonder what WTC's excuse is because it's really not good enough is it you know like we've talked about in the past how Aaron Baker would say you know the price money is pretty much the same as what it was in the 80s you know, it hasn't it hasn't gone up. Well, there's no need for them to do, to do it. Yeah, but it's just weak. It is. But the the, the, the need the, the need with um with triathlon is they're bound with the the IOC. They're trying to lift the profile yep. of triathlon. They probably get a lot of their money through IOC, and, and and part of that is making sure they've got a successful World Cup. Um, to get people showing these things on TV, you need to have people going head to head racing regularly. So they have to be offering the prize money. So that's that pressure. Whereas WTC. All their races are going to fill up whether they offer more prize money or not, and so uh, there's no need for them, and it's actually probably wasting money. Oh, it's just but, really disrespectful, isn't it, to the athlete? Yeah, but I think they could take a leaf out of ITU's book, and if they did do a lot more, then they're going to get better athletes coming through. They'll get more TV coverage, yep. and it'll start snowballing. A bit. And like, okay, so let's say someone like Carter. Now, I, 
I talked to Cody about doing Iron Man, he was like, no, I wouldn't want to do it. But let's just say, for example, someone like Cody, at the end of his ITU career, if you could bring the stars over from ITU, you know, like, you're obviously not going to get the top dogs in their prime of ITU, mm. but if they had good money in Iron Man, you'd actually bring them over. So let's say Carter, at the end of his career, Iron Man was offering, you know, a million dollar race or something stupid yeah. like that. He would consider doing it, wouldn't he? Yeah. You know, and it would draw some of the big names from ITU into Iron Man, which then would help give our sport more profile as mm. well. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. It breaks my heart, John. It does break your heart. It breaks my heart. So okay. It's broken, there's blood spinning out yeah, everywhere. Yeah, that's why I'll survive. Sorry, guys. To, uh, this is from Graham... Magusin and uh, try talk topic. There is going to be a is it double or triple? Triple. The Enduro Man Triple Iron UK will be held at Litchfield, Staffordshire, on the same course as a double starting on the seventh of August, two thousand and ten. So it's a little while away. Yep. So I guess you've got plenty of time to train for it. You need it. There's a seven point two mile pool swim, a three hundred and thirty six mile bike, and a seventy eight mile run. The interviews will open in the next couple of weeks. Keep an eye on enduroman.com. Did you um did you see the link that someone sent through about the Decaman? Decaman? Oh, oh no, I didn't. Um, the Decaman was on. Yeah, last but someone week. sent us the link. Oh no. I sent it to you. Oh, I don't think you did. I guarantee I did. Okay. I always do, I go straight to John. Um Oh, well, I'll find it for next week's show because... Dicker Man's on the moment. But there was a really good website on it, and it was like a blog, and it had some photos and crap and oh, oh, madness. I can't remember to talk about it next week. Okay, uh, Dez Hammerhead, uh, Dez Hammerhead, uh, Daryl Carter. Love the show. The question is, when turning pro, just how much time and effort will be automatically saved on the swim? For instance, in a race where the pros are given a clear head start, a weaker pro swimmer who'd normally do around 60 minutes as an age grouper can latch onto the feet of a 50 to 55 minute pro athlete and have a heavy drafting straight through to the T1, also saving little energy for the bike. Do you think this is true? Well, I think it was it was directed a little bit more at you because you're in, you've been... Oh, I have a question sort of, for Bevan, okay. You've sort of been in that situation where you were sort of a high... 50s swimmer and you've done a couple of races now where you've raced as pro I think probably one of the things we need to make the distinctions a lot of times people think I've turned pro yeah and and for Ironman racing well especially in New Zealand that doesn't really mean anything it means you just tick the box to race pro um, and you're not actually going to make any how much money have you made in prize money thousands yeah well I got that million dollar race remember that's right loved it so Um, do you think it made any difference to your swim no I don't but the thing is about for me was that even as an age group I always started right at the front Mm. so because I always figured I don't mind getting bashed around so I always figured if I'm going to get bashed around but then draft off faster swimmers so I would have been swimming with people who have been low 50s as age groupers from yeah. the start and so for me as an age gripper if you don't mind getting bashed around my thinking was always to go right up fast with the fast crew you're going to get dropped but people are going to come through and you're going to find a faster feat than what you would have if you started further back so then as a pro um, I, I would actually wouldn't go right at the start as a pro because I knew I was just going to get it would yeah. be too intense for me at the start yeah. but I knew if I, I tried to find other pros because you could do a bit of research on time I tried to find other pros who I knew could swim low 50s or low mm-hmm. to mid 50s and then I basically just find their feet and sit on them so I think as, as an age group if you're uh, confident and you're not afraid of the bash um, I would definitely just aim to start with the top the start of the age groupers but he's wondering about if, you, if you're wanting to go pro is that going to make much of a difference and I think for you you've had a mixed bag and wrote one year you had a good swim one year yeah, you had a bad right, swim so um, d- d- I think that it probably it does help but, to avoid a little bit of the bashing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you know, it's pretty. It is clearer because you don't have so many people, and so you can often find a nicer pack. But yeah, I don't know if uh, yeah, 
Uh, if they don't mind a beige. Yeah, I don't think it makes much difference on it. Um, but the other thing is, the pros can be more aggressive than age group. Because age group is well, like, you know, like if you're in a swimming like in rope, like if mm. when I was with the pro pack, if someone to keep their line, they'd fight you for their line. Yeah. Whereas in an age group, or an age group will just move away, you know, and so because most of them don't like the bash, and so, um, so swimming in a pro pack can actually be more aggressive further on the swim. Whereas as an age group, you'll be bashed at the start, but once you've found your pack. Some people don't really fight for other people's toes, they'll just tend to go for someone else's feet. So People don't steal feet in front of me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> John the Hammer. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's so my view on it. answer to the question is, mm, that we don't, don't think it makes it I don't think my, my speed in swimming was mm. because I got to go with the pro start. Yeah. I, I think it was mainly just because I swam my ass off. Good. Um, okay, this is from Thomas Mayer. Never raced an Ironman, but I've raced and uh, completed an Ironman distance race. Is he an Ironman? Of course he is. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so if he's at a party and he's speaking to another trainer, he goes, oh, "I've done Ironman." He goes, "Oh, which one?" You go, "Oh, I did um, yep, Honky Man back yep. in Honkyville, yep. in Hong Kong." <laughs> yep. Uh, definitely. Okay. That's stipulated. Yep. John's made the rule. There is a rule. You're an Ironman as long as you've done a distance. Exactly. Okay. Because you've done an Ironman distance race, haven't you? Done. Two. Done Wanaka and Rote. Yeah, I've done Rote twice, so yeah, I've yep. done two as well. You're no, an Ironman. I'm an Ironman. I've, well, I consider I've done, I think I've done seven. So yeah, yeah let's have a look Definitely. at it. Okay, um, blessing to everyone today. Oh, okay, so Michael Hennessy, the guy we had on the show a while ago about trying to beat the record for the most amount of Ironmans in one year, mm. has completed it. Uh, he's done 14 Ironmans this year. Nice. Wow. That's a solid effort. That is a solid effort. More than one a month. Now, one thing he is doing, he's launching uh, tries and bikes for Trisomy. Please attach information. So, basically, he's got a website which is ironmanforkids.com. Yeah. <laughs> you like that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, go on it because he's obviously, like, this guy has put out a lot of time, money, and effort to support a cause, Trisomy, um, which we talked about when we had him on the show. And so, go onto his website, give him some love, and uh, that'd be really, really cool. Last one, last week we gave Mark the f- Curly Freight Train uh, his name. Yeah. And he sent us some emails through saying he's no longer got the curly here. But the name will stick. But he liked the name, didn't he? So I've got a photo of him with his coffees of Hawaii shirt on. You may not have no, no longer have the mullet, but we'll still call you Mully. I've got my Mully. Yeah. Oh, it's happening. Look, that's yeah, it is happening. Yeah. But you did lose it for a little bit. Yeah, I kind of come. I've got the rough look at the moment. I'm like, yeah. put facial hair. How many months did that take to grow? A million to two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's hardly even a lot of facial hair. That'd be like a day's growth for you, wouldn't it? Because you're like a hairy man, eh? You're yeah. like, boom. It's a shave on Sunday, so that's... Yeah, well, that. honestly, that would be... Well, I was in China, I think, when I had last that shave. So I'm still waiting for puberty to hit. Good, sometime <laughs> soon. Don't worry. Sponsors! Athlinks.com So um, we had an email in from uh, Neil Scholes, and he sent through a website that we'll put a link no, on. No, that's for Coffees of Hawaii, you Ollie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's only you that does this, isn't it? <laughs> Athletes.com. Oh, start again. Start again. Okay, so what's some Athletics Goss, John? Uh, athletics Goss. Athletics Goss. Just trying to think if there was any Athletics Goss that I really needed to say. Um, I tell you what, if you're not their friend on Twitter, jump on their friend on Twitter because Andrew is just so good at getting reports. That's one thing we, we, I don't talk about enough is that if you go to the Athletics Front page and look for the articles that you have, like it's a really good resource for finding articles that are not just on the front page, but look for the articles they promote because they seem to, I don't know, seem to spend a lot of time on the internet finding good articles that are really applicable to us. Mm-hmm. And so if you want some good research on certain topics and find some good websites, use Athletics as a way to do that because, um, 
Yeah, it'd be good. Exactly. Mm. Go on there, make sure you join up. Uh, if there are over 50,000 members now. So yep. we want to see the, more on there. And we 100,000 is the next number. Is it? Oh, well, I just said yeah, it. I yeah. think it is. Mm. So I think we know there's a lot of people who listen to the show not on there. As we've always said, great place to store all your results in one place. Good old Coffees of Hawaii. Now, Neil Scholes has actually saying there's a good reason to drink coffee, and he sent us through a link to tinyui.com, and it's basically saying the benefits of coffee. Well, no, it, it, click it, click it. I'm, I might actually read it. It's only short. Um, but what it's saying is that coffee can help your, let me make sure I get this right, carbohydrate absorption post-training. Post-training. So what about ca- uh, caffeine after exercise? Um, published in past May in the Journal of Applied um, Physiology, a group of researchers in Australia studied the effects of co-ingestion of caffeine and carbohydrate after hard training on muscle glycogen stores. Um, the initial results were promising for caffeine fans, so have a, have a look at it. Now what they basically did is, is, is do a study on, on how you absorb um, your carbohydrate after you've done hard training. Granted, the I think the the amount of caffeine they were using was pretty excessive. Yeah, because like if you're going to cheat using caffeine, you've got to use a lot of caffeine. Yeah, yeah. But it, it does have some positive results. So go, we'll put a link on the website. Bevan will put a link on the website to this article. It's worth reading if you like coffee, and if you do like coffee, go on coffees of why and you can. Because if you're going to use caffeine in normal, I can't remember. I remember I studied this years ago, but from what I remember, it's like if you use a huge amount of caffeine, it makes you use your fat stores before your carbohydrate stores. Mm. So mm. if you're going to use it in a race, mm. if you're going to cheat, but um, yeah, you basically take, uh, they, I, they give you a number. That you, there's an equation you can use, and uh, yeah, basically you burn your fat, and then so then when you need the energy of your carbohydrates later on. Mm. This is talking about post training. Get so, on there, check it out. If you're going to Coffees of Hawaii, use code I am Talk. I think it is. Yes, if it doesn't work, just um, email them and say I've I think I've got that on the website. But Neil was actually sending us through another email saying, I wanted to tell you about some great service I had from Coffees of Hawaii recently. I took Bevan's advice and placed an order for two gift tins to be delivered for Christmas. There was a problem with the order and I had to use the contact us link. Within minutes I had an email from Albert personally. I replaced the order and then Albert emailed me back to tell me that the order had been received. Fantastic service. I know you guys think the world of Albert and the products they sell. And this has barely backed up this view. Exactly. Yeah, Albert so is a legend. If isn't you're going to get on there for Christmas stuff, you probably want to get onto it because there will be a big Christmas rush. And also think about, I don't know how long shipping will take, mm. but at this time of year, um, shipping is going to take a little longer. Yeah, so you've you got, you got a month. Yeah. So get onto it. Get onto it. And then lastly, tribos.com. I had the guy in yesterday for an appointment um, who listens to the show and he was saying he was having a browse through Tribos the other day and saw some very well priced things and I said, the exchange rate has changed, but let's check that out. And he said, I've already checked that out, and it's still way cheaper really? to get things through Tribuys than anywhere else with the current sales I've gotten to the end of season stocks. So yep. get on to Tribuys.com. always some good deals on there. Um, and it's good, like if you're going into summer season now, because they're coming out of their summer season in the yeah. States, so it will be all that kind of product that are just trying to move it. And so, you know, for us Kiwis and Australians, um, definitely it's a good time to be on there. Remember, you're shipping 500 bucks. Over, you know, if you find five hundred dollars down your couch, well, you go to try by don't you, John? Exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately for the Aussies, I don't think they sell handkerchiefs to wipe away the tears from uh, kicking your yeah. ass, kicking your ass. Well, we'll get some Iron Man talk ones, mate. We could do. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Trybuys.com. Uh, Bike t- jerseys are in the post. Uh, I sent those last. You've got the old school one on today, mate. Yeah, oh, I've got to talk to you about that after the show. Um, I got that. So I got that. No, it might be a solution. Oh, um, I don't mind. So. Jerseys are in the post, they've been in the post for probably a good uh, five or six days now, so if you're listening to this and you're expecting one, probably allow two weeks postage maximum, yep. um, and they should be with you. I was like, so, a Christmas present. Well, it'd be great to see uh, them all out there. Send us through your photos too, yeah. and we'll put them on the website. 
And um, I probably won't do another order until another three or four months away. February or March. Yep. But if you do are interested in getting one, just flick um, flick us an email. I'll put you on the list. But we probably won't be doing one until um, end of New Zealand summer. Okay. So we've got some nicknames, John. Yes, I, I tried to come up with a couple. Um, you can maybe try to come up with a third one. Okay. Do you, do you remember Buck Rogers? Yeah, yeah, I do remember Buck Rogers. And just. Yeah, and do you remember, I think his sidekick, that little sort of robot thing was called Tweaky? Oh, so you're going to call him Tweaky. So, Gavin Rogers is now known as Tweaky. Tweaky Rogers. Got Tweaky Rogers. Nice. Got okay, there. nice. Tweaky Rogers. Love your work. What's the next one? I wasn't, I was struggling with this. David Yelland. Yeah. The Welsh Wanderer. Oh. He's a bit weak, but I couldn't think of anything else, and he's from Wales. Okay, and Craig? Weaver. Weaver. I've got, to, I've got to think of one right now. Yeah. Okay, it's Craig Weaver. Weaving, knitting, uh, or sewing, or... Um, 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 oh, John, you okay, put me on so I'll put, put a bit on the spot. I can never think. Basically, what we're doing here, we're doing the nicknames. These are people that have donated to the show, and uh, all the donations for that are going towards getting us to Kona. We do need quite a bit more to get there. Um, we cut, we're, we're sort of um, getting along quite nicely, and the high US dollar is certainly helping things. Um, well, no, yeah, the high US dollar. So we're trying to get to Kona next year. What we'll do there is go over about a week before the race. We'll do loads of interviews every day. So if you do donate... You're going to get payback through some really good podcasts. We're also going to have prize packs from all the sponsors, Blue 70, Art of Try, Coffees of Y, um, Try Buys. All the guys are going to get together and we'll have some pretty cool prize packs, maybe three or so, and then uh, so you're in to win as well. Uh, $20 US and uh, helps us get us on the way. Craig, the Raging Bull Weaver. Okay, the Raging Bull. <laughs> yeah. That's good, eh? Yeah. Yeah, the Raging Bull Weaver. You're happy with that? I was happy with that, actually. Make sure you emailed me that so I can add it to my spreadsheet. Okay. Hey, Craig, the Raging... Now, I had to remind you of something. The brush. The brush. Go, John. (laughs) Here we go. You're a lazy prick. (laughs) Me? Oh, you can miss it. (laughs) So, um, I've got to get a new pair of bike shoes. I work pretty hard, by the way. I'm I'm sure you do work pretty hard. I got a new pair of bike shoes. I'm going to get them from Tri Buys. Yep. And um, I need to just check my size. I might get some too, actually. Okay. Oh, we can do we'll it together. together. Yeah. If, we, if we spend over uh, 500 free US, shipping, we can free shipping. Free um, shipping. So Bevan's actually got 10.5 US, which is the same size as me. So I thought I'll pop around here at some stage and I'll um, try on Bevan's bike shoes, which I've got to do before I go. But I actually popped around here, um, must have been Friday or something, knock on the door, couldn't hear anything, but the door's open. And, and somebody <laughs> comes running the door and it's your bloody cleaner, you lazy prick. You've got a cleaner. Oh, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> four hours a week, you spend 30 minutes on the podcast and you got to clean up. I was like... She's, I, she I, does a good job too. It's a way to go, man. Because the thing is, you know why? Because, well, the reason I get to clean is because I've got flatmates. Yeah. And so, A, it's really cheap because it costs us 30 bucks a week yeah. and it's only 10 bucks each. So if you could pay 10 bucks for a cleaner, would you get it? Potentially could, yeah. See, now you seem the way I'm thinking. And, uh, and what's really nice is that your cleaner does the fundamental cleaning, so like all the like floors and vacuum and all that kind of crap once a week. But then you get time to do other stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. being lazy. No, no, not taking. No, because the problem was okay, I'm going to give my flatmates a bit of shit here. The problem was I always end up doing all the cleaning, yeah. and I used to spend like three hours every Saturday cleaning the women's house and. And, and they're like, oh, we'll help out. Yeah, what if you help out? You never help out. And <laughs> Make a personal responsibility. I know, John. And, and, and if I didn't do it, I'd go away for overseas, okay. come back three weeks later, and it'd be, it'd be done. It'd be dust everywhere. And so, oh, geez, so yeah, so I was like, we're getting a cleaner, and we found a cleaner, and 
And she's, she's a hardcore cleaner too, man. If we move around the corner, I may have to invest. Yeah, she's, well, I'll tell you what, she get her because she's great, lovely lady, mm. trusting. She works at the gym, and so it was kind of like a bit of a oh, win-win. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yep, so there we go. Okay, so. what are you up to this week, Bevan? What am I up to this week, John? Um, you know what I'm doing in a couple of weeks? I'm Joe and I. Oh, mm. Love John. Mm. Uh, Carry on. Sorry, I get distracted. Um, we're going to do the Acro Walk. Oh uh, yeah, the yep. two-day Acro Walk. Yep. Apparently, the thing they're putting a race on there. Yeah, it's coming out very soon. The Tuatara. Oh really? That's on every year, but it probably is in a couple of weeks' time. Oh yeah, it's a mountain biking, kayaking, and um, mountain running. Oh. Starts, finishes in Acro. Yep. So I got straight on this weekend. Nice. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Uh, what else have we got on for the rest of the week? It's a very social time of year now, isn't it, John? For those that work by themselves, not so much. My boss doesn't shout me that much. <laughs> you know, like party season, Barbie yeah. season. Yeah, we don't get that much. <laughs> it almost restricts our lifestyle. What are you going for the weekend, John? House hunting. Fine. Okay, so wait a second. You're putting off for an haven't you? If we get it. He's gone low blow again, haven't you? <laughs> low blow. <laughs> but they're close. They're on the tipping point, aren't they? They're on. The, she was trying to get me up five grand, and so I think we're close. Uh. But when you know when they don't. I always know from you know, my sales days, if you don't nail them on the spot there and then she was around there till 10.30 last night. Um, yeah, you've got too much time to think about it, eh? I've got time to think about Just it. Sign so. on the dotted line. Yeah, so uh, I think it's probably 40, 60 not in our favour. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. You have to text me and let me know. I will. Because if John gets the house, we're literally, what, 500, 600 metres away from each I'd, other? I'd say 500 at the most. Uh. I'll be around the house all the time. It's got a pool, it's got a spa. Because oh, I'm definitely going to be there, spa. Yeah. You get to keep the spa? Yeah, 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 it's all built in. Oh, that'd be nice and cool. Yeah, Pools nice. are hard work, you don't want a pool. I didn't really want a pool, no. but this is a nice place. Because my parents had a pool when we were younger, and you'd end up using it maybe six times in the yeah, summer. I know. And the amount of work and money you've got to put into it. You could fill it in it, we'll see. And a holiday climate would be cool, but in New Zealand, you don't really get much of it. Anything else? Uh, that's about Training's it. going well? Training, I, basically my goal every week is 10 hours training. I've got my little, I keep my little log and every week I want to see it go 600 minutes. So it's uh, basically doing 10 hours training a week. And you're fitting that in? Fitting that in. You were yeah. considering doing Ironman New Zealand? Oh, and I was really going to give you a bit of crap about that, job because you know what? You a secret. Well, no, you're the ultimate retirer. Yeah. I think you just like retiring. Yeah. Because you've retired a few times in your career, haven't you? I have. Yeah. No, it's looking highly unlikely at this okay. stage. You're feeling good for Epic Camp? Yeah, we've got a couple more people signed up. This could be interesting. Really? Yep. Really? We've got two girls. We've got Tara and uh, and Joe Carrot. Going to go head to head. Do you know Joe Carrot? Uh, no, she did France. She's, she, okay. she went a bit crazy in France. But she's the two girls will probably be actually... Two of the strongest people in the camp? Two, probably behind me and Gordo would be probably the next two fastest. Both of them about... That's good again. No, not Gordo's not going to be here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're both about 9.40. Okay. So behind you, yeah. they will probably be the next strongest. Well, I'm not going to be that strong. Yeah, so the girls could be crushing the boys. Yeah. Could be entertainment plus. I mean, it's interesting because last year I went into it not being as fit as what I was and I surprised myself. This year I've done even less than what I've done last year. Mm. So, I, 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 like, I'm not going to be right, but it's mm. definitely, I'm, you know, I'm definitely like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. So it's a good time. That's about it. Done your Christmas shopping. Linda takes care of that. Decorations are up. Christmas tree's up. It's about that big. Oh, John, that's pathetic. You got a kid yeah, now, yeah, mate. Yeah, little Thomas running around. Yeah, you just put a barrier in front of it. <laughs> you try to stop Thomas with a barrier. Joe put a Christmas is, tree up the other day. Challenge. I love Christmas. I love it. Do you love Christmas? It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, that's, that's enough. <laughs> Here we go. Iron Russ. Iron Mundo. Train hard. Train smart. Kiyukaha. Glenn invented the Kiyukaha as well, didn't he? He did. Oh, Glenn showed too. Here we go. <laughs>